The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then maybe you should go to England because Hollywood is shut down again. G'day, I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Behind the Scenes, uh, coming to you from sunny California, and nothing is going on in Hollywood. I'll update you about that in a minute. With my co-host and my mum, because I like when I get to have her on as a co-host, Patty H. Mum, welcome to the show. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> so it is, oh my God, we are hitting some grim milestones. Um, we've got, we just hit 293,000 deaths. Yesterday we had more people die in a single day than died in the World Trade Centers. And it's not slowing down. It's getting worse. Hollywood is completely shut down. Um, you think you saw crap on Netflix for the last eight months? Just wait till you see what we've got coming for you. That's right. We have shows rejected in the 70s, remastered and put up because we have nothing else. Uh, and for God's sake, <laughs> that's, that's it. Like that's, this is what we have. The government won't get it together, so we can't shoot movies. Listen, if they put the Brady Bunch back on, I'm going to shoot myself. They're actually putting the Brady Bunch back on. <laughs> I, oh my I, I God. love that you called that one. <laughs> they are putting the Brady Bunch back on. They are putting the Partridge family back on. They're putting Lucy back oh. on. I have no complaints there. I like Lucy. No, do I, I, hell, I love Lucy. <laughs> yeah. But everything else, like, yes, Mom, the Brady Bunch is coming back. They're doing it as a special, and it's going to be remastered. We are desperate. The Love Boat's coming back. Oh. I, you know that you um, have to be desperate because I saw their last special and it was. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't want to say horrifying, but yes. Oh my god! Yep, that was the, the love boats coming back, um, oh, which I'm really good. surprised Captain given the racist, uh, <laughs> given yeah. the racist <laughs> undertones of the show. I am very, very surprised. Some of these shows, I'm like, do, guys. Like, the whole point, we're looking for in- in- inclusivity. I'm like, we are putting on some racist crap now, because that's all we have. <laughs> Maybe um, screwed. Song of the South will come back by Disney. Yeah, no, that, that that's pretty much in the vaults and never coming back. I think I once know. you, Uncle, I mean, they're doing the same, but they've done the same with Gone with the Wind. Um. The that's gone away just because the racist undertones. Uh, and by racist era. undertones, I mean blatantly freaking racist. It's it's not about that. It's about the way they depict slavery. Um. So when you have like an uncle Remus, slavery. There is no yes, good way to depict. Honestly, it. of course, of course not. But when you're showing a slave that is happy to serve their family, running around. I'm, I'm not going to do the imitation because I do not want to get in trouble. But when you show 
when you show us uh, the, the, yeah, the I, I know exactly slave, what you were thinking. <laughs> uh, when you show the happy slave running around, and you know you try and distinguish between people that were good to their slaves and bad to their slaves, and you show the happy, joyful Uncle Remus, like that is not a real depiction of slavery. We we need a little more Amistad and a little less Aunt Jemima. I'm just saying. It's 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 blatantly freaking racist, and I think I find it interesting, like watching America. And I, growing up in Australia, I knew it was racist. I watched Song of the South. My mum told me I, she's on here. She told me it was racist. She told me slavery wasn't like that. Like, and in Australia, it was common. We learned about American slavery in Australia because you were one of the last countries to give it up. Um, and so Australians are pretty straightforward. Uh, with with the way they talk about stuff. And I found it interesting when I came to America, hearing people come to these realizations like, oh my God, Aunt Jemima's racist. That's a meme right now online. I'm like, are you kidding? It's 2020. Like suddenly Aunt Jemima's racist? How? How? How, how did you not know this? Um, well, speaking I of racist... I have to be honest. I thought she was a nice old lady who sold pancakes. <laughs> So it happens when you grow up in America, you miss the uh, institutionalized yeah. racism. Well, you don't realize it. You don't. You grow up and you don't see it. Um, I, I still have I, trouble seeing it because I take it <coughs> so much for granted. And I'm the least prejudiced person I know. But it just is, you know, we grow up with things and we don't really, uh, because it doesn't personally involve us, as whites, we don't, we didn't look at it from another perspective is what's, you know, part of it. That makes sense. Now, well, and I think it's also, I, I want to say it's people of a certain age or people of a certain generation. Like I know about five boomers, including yourself, that believe white privilege actually exists. Most people are like, it's not a thing. Um, I think so it used to, Summer. I'm not so sure anymore, to be honest with you, but it definitely used to. It still, it still does. When I would talk, uh, I had, I, I, I yeah. want to say I have, but I had, my, my son passed. Um, I had two adopted children. I now have one. He was hit by a drunk driver, uh, but he was half black, half white. And conversations I had with him and conversations Sean had with him were, uh, if you get pulled over by the police, make sure they can see your hands. Don't wear hooded sweatshirts. Do not wear, like, they, they, we want you to look and act a certain way, and they're just not conversations I have with Kimberly. I had one white kid, one black kid, and they're not conversations I have with the white kid. So I think well, it's... I you need I, to, yeah. And the fact that I needed to with him, and I felt that I needed to have these discussions with him, um, sucked because I didn't feel I needed to have them with her. Like, but with her, I have conversations of don't put your drink down. And I didn't have those conversations with him. So I think there is, um, definitely a certain privilege. Men are privileged in that they are not as worried about putting a drink down. They don't walk to the car with their keys in their hands held between their fingers. They don't go to the bathroom in groups because they're afraid. And then I think white people are privileged because I, I don't get afraid when a police officer pulls me over. I don't, I'm not afraid I'm going to get shot. I'm not afraid that they're not going to listen to me. I'm afraid I'm going to get a ticket. 
and it's it's just a different. I'd love it, to know how many a, tickets you get after you smile and bat your eyelashes. Uh, one when we were coming back when we were on our way to Canada yeah, that one yeah, time, and I almost got fault. deported in Canada that one time. Yes, um, that's yeah. pretty much the extent of it. Uh, well, remember, I, I there was say, a lot of terrorist activity, and they were a little confused by you, Summer. Uh, <laughs> I was coming back from Canada with an Australian accent, uh, no passport. Uh, I think they thought I was trying to illegally get in the country. No also, I was driving. License, thank you. No driver's license. My mom's sitting in the passenger seat looking at me like, what the hell do you mean you don't have a driver's license? <laughs> it was It was great. Anyway, I almost got deported and left in Canada. Um, but I, I think there is something else we take for granted when we look at, uh, privilege is it's not just race. It's also class. Um, we have, we have health insurance. We have a lot of benefits that people don't have. I have friends of mine down South and a friend of mine down South said, it's amazing. When you look at Appalachia, you have people with no teeth, um, sick as can be, heavy or you know heavy onto the painkillers just to function day to day no way to take care of themselves the only way they get medical care is by going to the er voting against universal health coverage and not wearing masks like not wearing masks saying that the pandemic's not real and the most interesting thing i heard with the pandemic was it because it is so disproportionately affecting um uh, the minority. poor, uh, minorities, people of color. Um, the best thing I heard uh, was it's almost a new type of American genocide. Once upon a time, we handed out blankets with smallpox. Now we're just convincing people to let themselves die. And it was it was a very, very interesting perspective. And I, I almost agree with it to a point. I don't think it's an active genocide, but I think it is... Uh, when you're talking about we have almost 300,000 people that are dead and it's so disproportionately hit, like the Navajo Nation was Summer. terribly yeah, done. Yeah, I know. Uh, yes. Um, and yes, it is disproportionate. But unfortunately, I'm going to lay it more on the socioeconomic levels, um, high density living, different things that people can't help. Unfortunately, they are in a situation. How do they get out of it? I actually agree with you, but I don't think it's just a matter of high-density living. California is shut down. I can afford to stay home. That doesn't mean somebody working at the grocery store can. It is a very, very different thing. COVID has been a very different experience for people with money. Than it has for people without. Yeah, it has been an, an incredibly different experience. I spoke to a woman that was dropping off my groceries. Um, you know, I'm I'm inside, not wanting to go anywhere because I have lupus. I'm afraid of going near anyone because my immune system sucks. She has the same problem, but she doesn't. She can't afford to stay home, so she's now working as a grocery delivery driver, which means she's in the stores all day, coming in contact with people and dropping things off at people's houses. And she has the same problem I do, but does not have the ability to escape. And I, I agree with you, but I think it is, 
almost like culling off the poorest part of the population. Um, and I think it's getting to the point, and it was something said by uh, Scott Morrison, the Australian Prime Minister. He said when something... Do I adore? Go on. Yep. Uh, he said it, it's gotten to the point of criminal in the United States, the way they're handling the pandemic. Well, we got to realize we had a year of this pandemic and we had a year of an individual who didn't acknowledge this pandemic. So that, that it is was not handled. I, like I said, the Sorry. one thing I will give Trump, I will give Trump. He put all his eggs in the vaccine basket and now we have the vaccine. Well, we don't. He put all his eggs in the vaccine basket, but then refused to buy the vaccine. And now it's being sold overseas. And Americans can't well, get it because he, yeah, I, because uh, he thought it was going to be released at the end of December, and England is already distributing it. So I'm a little confused. Uh, we didn't buy it. Uh, Trump, Trump put in the effort to get the vaccine going, but he did not actually uh, purchase, except more than like a hundred thousand doses or a hundred million do there I'll, I'll look up the numbers i'm not going to give you wrong numbers but he he purchased a small fraction of the dosage and when he was offered to purchase more he refused and so pfizer sold it overseas it could be distributed now we just don't have the doses uh we're going to go to break when we come back we're going to be on arguing more and i will have the right numbers for you because i refuse to give out the wrong numbers i'm summer helene we're on with my co-host patty eight we're going to break we'll be right back after this Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening. 
listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, the always fabulous Dance Grandma Dance stuff from TikTok. Go check her out. Uh, Patty H. And I do have to say, so I looked up the numbers because I didn't want to give you guys the wrong numbers. America purchased 100 million vaccines. It takes two doses. So they have enough for 50 million people and do not have a distribution route or freezing capacities at this point. It has to be kept sub-zero. Um, and refused to purchase additional when it was given the chance, so they were sold overseas. Um, not the brightest thing to do. America has always been a leader, especially in pharmaceutical. Um, I'm just going to say, like, I am very pro-American. I know it's my country by choice. Don't judge me, Australia. I love you still, but I, I, I'm quite pro-American. Guys, <laughs> we need to step it up, America. We need to do better. Like, I choose to be here. Make me look good. Um we, we, uh, we I need hear to you. do better. <laughs> you know how um, embarrassing so, it is? I'm, I'm you know how embarrassing it is to be in a different country and America is doing stupid stuff and you're living over there and everybody's judging America and you're kind of little, you know, hiding your face a little bit and all that? Mum was in Australia during the beginning of the pandemic. So uh, she took the brunt of everyone poking uh, quite personally, <laughs> and got it personally given to her from Australia. I will say uh, there's a great quote. It's uh, Peter Stefan. Uh, Money is only good for the good it will do. And so I think by trying to save money, we didn't do so good here. That's all i got to say there. Uh, this has caused a massive Hollywood shutdown uh, again. So like we said again. earlier, you're going to be stuck again. You're going to be stuck with the Brady Bunch. Um, there are new platforms. There's a new one that's quite popular, actually, that's coming out um, that I'm interested in, and I keep forgetting the name of it. Uh, it's Zin, and so that's popping up. It's like a TikTok alternative, but the but TikTok is really kind of king right now, as far as where we're getting content from. We are buying, just so you know, that stuff you're watching on Netflix. Some of those movies were made, put on YouTube. We bought them, had the people pull them off YouTube, pretended that never happened, and redistributed them on studio platforms. That's right. We're desperate. So if you have content, now is the time because we are screwed. Uh, And on behalf of the studios, I just want to say we have plenty of content. We don't need your stuff, but if you want to give it to us, we will try and pay you as little as possible for it. And as your host here, I'm going to tell you, whatever they offer you, charge double and they will pay it. They're desperate with a capital D. Um, don't tell my, anyone I work for I said that. <laughs> just just don't. Don't tell them. Um, they're looking for anything that's already shot. Absolutely desperate. Netflix is actually paying money. Normally, they're just terrible. Uh, they're paying money right now very heavily. Hulu's paying very, very heavily. Um, they bought... Rick and Morty, which was originally distributed on YouTube. There's just a whole bunch that they've been doing. And so YouTube is now as well doing original distribution. I know this is all really boring to you guys, but I swear I'll get to a point in a sec. 
Uh, and so what that means for everyone out there is if you have homemade content, if you have anything you think is interesting, now is the time to get it out there. If you have uh, a collection of TikTok videos, put them up on YouTube. As a compilation, you will make money because YouTube is paying better. Don't, don't get me wrong. As soon as this pandemic is over, everyone is going to go back to shafting you. It's what we do. We're horrible people. But right now we're desperate and we need you. And if you're trying to get famous, you're trying to push your brand, you're trying to push your product, work on TikTok. That is the best platform. Uh, Instagram's outdated. Facebook has been entirely peopled by boomers. No offense, mom. Um, Thanks. <laughs> you are the cutest boomer I know. But uh, Thank you. <laughs> the, the, it's entirely peopled by boomers. And Twitter is really only if you are looking for an entirely toxic environment. But if you do need, you know, to be brought down a peg or two, Twitter is the platform for you. YouTube, you've got to have some real talent. Put your artwork up there. Put your poetry up there. Put your skills up there. They are monetizing. They are paying. And it's a good way to go. So, uh, and I do not work for TikTok. In fact, I am working against my own best interests by telling you to go on TikTok. But it's good for you. Make sure not to do your Instagram filters, though. I'm seeing a lot of people coming over from Instagram to TikTok because Reels sucks. Um, and what they're doing is they're trying to come over with an Instagram look, doing like, hello, world, I'm here. Don't use the Instagram filters. Don't hello, world, to the platform. Work with the algorithm and you will do well. So there's, there's my tip for the day. We have a very, very special guest on today. I'm excited. Uh, we've had him on before. Uh, Brad Goss is an amateur professional uh, comedian. After dropping out of high school, he started on his path to success, launching his first entertainment website in 97. He worked in online entertainment. He shifted to using more humor about life and business. And after his profile went viral on TikTok, he started publishing books. He's written 44 humor books so far. I watch him. He is fantastic. His books are amazing. You guys have to read them. Uh, he's a practicing vegan and animal lover and enjoys all the manly pursuits, sports cars, video games, comedy, and the occasional manicure and pedicure. So we are going to be chatting with him. I think we have him on. Can we get him on now? Hi, Summer. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am awake. I was up all night once Hollywood got closed down again. We are like desperately scrambling for content and they are like re-releasing the Brady Bunch and garbage. It's terrible. <laughs> it's really wow. bad. We're desperate. Yeah. So we are desperate for content. Things have gone terribly wrong and Hollywood's screwed. Uh, and, and if anyone asks, uh, we're doing fine. Nothing's wrong. No one's panicking. Everything's good. Well, I love the Brady we, Bunch. So I'm happy. Okay, good. So see, we have one fan. We got it. We're good. Hollywood's good. Saved. Um, now, we have some giveaways today. I do want to give a quick shout-out to Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon. Thank you for making me look like a human, especially right now. Aspen Mills Bakery, you do a lot for charity. I appreciate it. Scott Haskin, thank you for the wonderful intro music. And we have two giveaways today from True Rest, Sedona, and Las Vegas. can be used at any True Rest float spa and a ride at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. Um, Brad, I'm going to have you choose two things from your books to ask people about, and I want them to have to go to your TikTok and look through your TikTok to win. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, what did Humpty Dumpty discover? 
Ooh. Uh-huh. What did Humpty Dumpty discover? And, um... Where did cinnamon name go? One, name, name one clown that puts you to sleep. I like that. Okay, guys. Tell me, uh, answer either of those questions. You can win an ATV ride or a float. They're great things to do when you are social distancing. Uh, now, Brad, you have, since we last talked, I think you had, did you have another book come out? Um, I'm up to 54 books. Nice. Damn. Can you tell us a little about your last book? Um, I could tell, yeah, the last one is called Dead Babies 3. The one before mm-hmm. that would give away the answer to the trivia question, so I can't tell you uh, about that one. Uh, okay. But then I did another one called, so I, I did a book called Cinnamon, uh, A Horse Forced Into the Sex Trade. Yes. And it took, it took off. It got really popular among the horse crowd, I guess. And so I did another one called Cinnamon Visits the Glue Factory. Oh, yep. <laughs> I, was a little, I thought that was a little rough, actually. <laughs> it's like it's like a funny version of Animal Farm. That's that's what I'm getting from this. It's right. uh, terrible. <laughs> I, I like. I think my favorite. I, I like the. I'm looking through your books right now. I've got Don't Bathe with Uncle Joe, setting boundaries with adults. Uh, I think I think that- this stuff is hysterical. <laughs> That's one of my best sellers. Uh, Mom's Only Fans is one of my best sellers. Mom like plus that. Dad that's plus Chad. Your parents are born to triad. Nice. I like There Is No Farm. Uh, Daddy's a Simp to a, is also popular. Daddy's a Simp. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I'm going to have to look that up. All right, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be chatting a little more about these books, a little bit about where to find them. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with our very, very special guest, Brad Goss. We have my mom, Patty H. Make sure you check out Brad on TikTok. I'm going to put up a link. We're going to break. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, 
philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with our special guest, Brad Goss. We are on with Patty H. We're going to be talking a little bit about TikTok, then we are going to be reading a fabulous book. Before we get into this book, I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language on Behind the Scenes, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and Free MMA. The show pays. It's matched by Voice America. Remember, we swear because we care. Um, Brad, where can everyone find you on social media? Because they're going to want to. I'm everywhere. I'm on YouTube. I'm on uh, Instagram. I'm on TikTok, uh, Facebook. Um, But YouTube's probably the best place to find me because I'm probably going to be banned from TikTok before tonight's over. Oh, why? (laughs) I'm like, that's where I found you. I've had so many... I've had so many videos taken down and I've had so many seven day bans. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm one violation away from completely being wiped off the platform. Fair enough. I, I get banned. Well, at least I do it on you know purpose. why you're getting banned. I haven't figured out when they ban you, why they do it. That's true. Well, uh, I, you think can find just, I think it's just the number of, vi- number of problem videos, right? Like they tell you why the videos are a problem, but sometimes they get flagged for things that don't make any sense. Well, you so. can also be shadow banned. You can also have things flagged without them telling you. You can also be ta- pulled down from the four U's. You can be removed from the recommends, removed from the searches. There are a lot of ways to get banned. I get really good at the algorithms on all social media because I make sure to get banned in every way possible. Right. Um, though I did, I did have uh, someone I work with, Link Hand. He's the first person I've ever seen this happen to. He got categorized as a woman named Lynn Chan. So the the algorithm did make a boo-boo there. It categorized him as an Asian woman. And he was one of the stars of the movie 42. So uh, (laughs) it definitely (laughs) was not the way it was supposed to go. So TikTok can be a little finicky sometimes. Um, Okay, let's – now, I'd love everyone to hear one of your books. Would you read one to us? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. So uh, I'm going to read Moms Only Fans, New Beginnings from Difficult Choices. Mom and Dad were fighting too much. So Dad packed his bags. He said she was such a bitch all the time are the words that he spoke. Now they're divorced and he left your mom broke. Difficult choices your mommy must make, but she's a strong lady, so make no mistake. She went out shopping for sexy costumes, then put a backdrop and lights in her room. And then she picked up a fancy new cam. Yep, you guessed it. Mom's on OnlyFans. She's making videos in various clothes. What she does on meetups, nobody knows. 
but your mommy no longer struggles with rent. Her account has made it to the top 5%. (laughs) I I have to tell you, I actually put you on mute because I was laughing for that. Like, I have to mute this because I know how I'm going to respond. That is fantastic. Now, what made you decide to write that? I just, there's so many people, you know, out there who are creating OnlyFans accounts and you see them on TikTok and they're all promoting their OnlyFans page. And I thought it'd be kind of funny. I'm trying, I'm trying to write more about, you know, things in, in popular culture right now. And this is just one of those things that kind of sticks out that you see people doing. And, uh, actually after I did the book, it started to sell really well. And then the people from OnlyFans reached out to me. Wow. Oh, okay. nice. Well, now, here, hang on. Were they happy or unhappy? What do you mean reached out? <laughs> well, I wondered the same thing when I saw the email. I thought, oh, well, there's just a cease and desist order. And uh, actually, no, they, they were really happy. I had a Zoom meeting with the team, and they had a copy of the book, and they were ecstatic, and they said, we want to bring you onto the platform. We're not going to censor you. We'll just let you, you know, post stuff on here, and, you know, you won't be, you won't be taken down for community guidelines. And I said, great. That's fantastic. So you're on OnlyFans. Yeah, I have a free. I, I don't. I don't charge for my OnlyFans. I just have a free page oh, on there. Yeah. But um, I just started about a week ago. I've got two thousand fans there. I, I got to tell you, I have a lot of male listeners, so they spend a lot of time on OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> so that will be a place you will get some traction from being on this show. Um, so you're you're just your you're just your name OnlyFans same thing if I put up the link. Exactly. Yep. That is fantastic. Now, what's your favorite book that you've done? Uh, probably Conjoined Twins. I have not heard this. Tell me, tell me more of this Conjoined Twins. <laughs> I can't. I can't uh, even so imagine. But <laughs> go on. So there's there's two of them. There's there's a part one and there's a part two. Um, part two is conjoined twins. Where does one end and the other begin? <laughs> and the first one is called the uh, conjoined twins. So many unanswered questions. And it's just a whole bunch of, you know, random questions you'd have about conjoined twins. Like, you know, do they have to buy two plane tickets and that kind of a thing. So, okay. So it's informative. And then, and then what if they want to have sex? What if they want to get married? What if they, you know, how does that work? How do conjoined twins have, like get married? Do, they couldn't marry the same person. That would be illegal. Well, that's just right? it. Nobody knows. That's why I wrote the book, because we, we, we need answers to these questions. <laughs> How do conjoined twins have sex? That is interesting. Exactly. I guess one puts on earmuffs? Maybe. I don't know. We need answers. You know, the, the, the most informative thing I think I know about conjoined twins comes from American Horror Story. So that's, that's probably not the way to go. Uh, now, what? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm looking through these titles. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be all serious about it. It just cracks me up. Which is, of, of all your books, you said that's your favorite. Which was the, the one you had the most trouble writing or the one that, kind of got to you? Um, I haven't had trouble writing any of them. They've all, once, once I get an idea, they all just kind of flow through me. It's like, you know, 
I wouldn't say that I had trouble writing any one book. Um, sometimes I have trouble being inspired to write a book, but once I have the idea, it, it just it just comes out. That makes sense. That makes sense. Now, how did you end up with uh, cinnamon forced the horse forced into the sex trade? How did that come about? Like, I get conjo- I get conjoined twins. I get I get uh, fans only. I that I understand. How does a horse end up in the sex trade? I suppose well, there's, a lot of, there's there's a lot of, of children's books with a, with an animal as the main character, and I didn't do enough of mm-hmm. that. A, a lot of my books are are you know your mom your mom's a whore, your dad's a whore, your sister's a whore, whatever you know. It's all these like you know mm-hmm. um, adult situations with with people, and I thought, well, why can't a horse also be a whore? And so you know, I, I mean, if you think about it, that you know, if you, if you look at at what happens to a, a prize-winning horse after breaking his leg? He does become, you know, used for a his. Stud. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so you know, it's kind of a fun way to tell the story from from like a you know childish perspective. But it's, it's oh, it's you guys are going to kill me when I say when I say this summer, and maybe I shouldn't say it on the show. But I had images when you said the horse going into the sex trade of. Uh, the things I heard about that used to happen in Mexico without describing oh, too much. Oh, God, you're on donkey shows? <laughs> <laughs> See, Not that's the, the fun part about these books, right, is that some people go to the weirdest <laughs> place when they hear the title, and it's actually fun to see where their brain goes. And, Patty, I mean, that's Well, thank you, don't phenomenal. forget. <laughs> that's phenomenal. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> Oh dear! Huh. Now you you have some that are a little bit political, like everything's tremendous. Uh, everything's whatever. Everything's tremendous. We're the best in the world. Right. Um, yeah. Can you tell? <laughs> I've got people like <laughs> writing it on Twitter as we go, so you'll have to excuse me if I sound a little spacey. You always get a great response, and people asking. You can buy his books on Amazon. Uh, I will put up some links. Are all your books on Amazon? Yes, all of them are on Amazon. Okay. Except, so I, for, I, I except for one, except for one which got banned by Amazon. Oh, dicks! Why did it get banned? I had a book called "You're Going to Camp Coronavirus Because You Didn't Wash Your Hands," <gasps> and um, that is my new was, favorite book. <laughs> it was uh, it was killing it in the beginning when the pandemic started. It was the number one book like if you searched for uh if you search for COVID 19 or coronavirus on amazon my book was in the top five results and it was selling a ton of copies every day and then amazon just banned all these all these products that had coronavirus in the name and they wouldn't like i appealed and tried and tried and they just kept saying no so they took it down in march that's all okay everyone i need you to tweet bezos make him miserable <laughs> seriously i don't care about the rest of the corona books we need this book back can you tell i i've never heard it can you tell us about this book what happens it's it, i mean it's just a, you know it's just a fun book about uh, i'm gonna read it to you if you want i give oh, it away please, for free yes. now on my website yes. yeah I, I give it away for free since it got banned but yeah it's called you're going to camp coronavirus because you didn't wash your hands uh sometimes it's hard for you to see why we wash our hands after going pee 
Your mother made it very clear, germs are what we have to fear. Poop contains the E. coli, a bacteria that might make you die. Coronavirus is not about beer. Death is what we really fear. Now you have been quarantined because your hands you would not clean. It's all your fault that you got sick. You never listen, you little prick. Oh, God, that's great. That is fantastic. Guys, go to his website, download that book, but still, I want you to tweet Bezos so you can get hard copies of this. Just, like, start hate-tweeting Bezos. Don't, don't hate-tweet Bezos. Nicely tweet Bezos and say we want it on uh, Amazon. That is fantastic. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a great explanation. It's the most simple explanation I've heard. Love it. <laughs> Oh, that is fantastic. So they pulled you down because I obviously know nothing with coronavirus. Yeah, I think, they, the I, I think they had some approval process or something. and, and But my book just wasn't just – they would never discuss re, reissuing it to the, to the catalog. It's amazing. Well, I think – I love your books. Um, Thank you. You do. I, I, you, you've got me through the first part of quarantine, so I'm coming back for your stuff for this part. Like, this is how I survived quarantine. Um, you need to do not a children's show, but, like, <laughs> definitely not an actual children's show. But I would love to see, like, a Keenan Peel sit down and read your books kind of comedy thing. I think it's, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I really would like to I'm working to see... on a series where w- once the lockdown's over, I'm working on a series where I go out and I plant my books in the, in the kids' sections of the waiting rooms of doctor's offices. Oh, God. <laughs> so what, what happens? I don't know. Some lady beat the doctor to death with a book. He's going to get a proctologist <laughs> to get the book removed. The mom's very upset. Anyway, Karen, Karen is not happy. Um, exactly. <laughs> fantastic. What inspired you? What What's inspired this? I have to know. Uh, just voices inside my head. They they <laughs> keep giving me ideas, and I keep listening to them. And so far, they're steering me. Well, I don't really know where they're steering me, but they're, they're steering me. Amazing. So one of the questions. Sorry, I'm I'm re- like reading questions. Uh, one of the questions here. Um, can you do a Karen one? I do. I, I have one called Meet the Karens. Oh, nice. He's already done it, guys. Okay, so I've got, can you Meet. do a Karen one? I've got like nine here. I'll read them to you. Can you do a Karen one? Do you have one on penis size? No, I don't. Okay. I'm not going to like... <laughs> Guys, stop tweeting this because I've got like everyone's now tweeting over. What about this? What about this? What about this? I'll do three more questions on that and then ask actual questions rather than book titles. If you want to know if he's got it, go to Amazon. Have a look. There are a lot of books here. It's great. Uh, do you do any on the Black Lives Matter? I have one called Baba Black Sheep deals with another routine stop. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. Yeah. What happens to the poor black sheep? 
Uh, he gets arrested, and uh, the the, uh, the the cop plants crack in his car. <laughs> okay, I like that. It's a okay, routine. Uh, <laughs> it's r- routine. It's just it just it's just how it is. Part of the it's part of the routine. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have a one on anti-maskers? Not yet. But I so should have one on anti-maskers. You should, you should have one on anti-maskers. Do you have one on anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers, and penis size? I, I'm getting a lot of these three. <laughs> okay. Well, now, what is with the penis size thing, guys? Is that like, I I don't want to know. You know what? I don't, I don't want to know. <laughs> don't, just don't tell me. <laughs> It's never uh, come up on my radar as an idea, but if a lot of people think it's a good idea, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're like, well, they're sending titles like uh, "penis size." Is it a big deal? So that's so what, it, what it, So what that is bringing to mind for me is the play I saw in Los Angeles called "Puppetry of the Penis." Okay. Are oh, that's what I've they, heard of that. Oh. I'll tell you, I, if I can tell you a little bit about it, uh, first thing the guy does is open his trench coat. He says, well, we don't want any, you know, shock for what we're doing, so let's get it over with. So that's the first thing he does. And then it's all shadow. People are maneuvering their privates into all these shapes, sailboats, um, maybe, you know, a bug, just all these different shapes because, and it's just a shadow of what you're seeing, how they're manipulating their private. I, I have to say women, women unusual. are doing this wrong. Hear, hear me out. Women are doing this wrong. Men do puppetry of the penis and it's actually about penises. We do the vagina monologues and it's poetry. Like somehow <laughs> we are behind the ball here. Um, I think we found the perfect well, job for me in the sixth grade. What was that? What's that? Being puppetry of the penis. I think I, I think I would have been perfect for that when I was in grade six. Oh, in sixth grade. <laughs> in sixth grade, just constantly making shadows. Guys, I think guys at that age do have an obsession with their penis. Absolutely. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. Clearly, it doesn't go away given the number of tweets I'm getting in response to. Is is, is penis? You know, a penis is a big like. It just. Yeah, I'm getting a it's lot a of It's a magic penis. stick that's constantly pointing us in new directions. What's not to be obsessed with? <laughs> I like that. That is the perfect definition of a penis. And the now, song reference. Yeah. Now, for you, you're looking... You've, I mean, you've got so many of these books. Have you considered doing... Do you have a big compilation book where people can get all of your books in one? I do. I have two books called 14 of the Most Terrible Children's Books Ever Written, Part 1 and 2. Um, oh. So they're, they're the first 28 of my books in, in two you know, thick volumes, and then the mm-hmm. rest of them will be coming out in compilations as well. That is fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. Have you, you know, you've obviously had a lot of positive feedback, negative feedback from TikTok by the sound of it, but have you had any other negative feedback from this? I've, um, oh yeah, really? Oh yeah, I've had uh, people call. I own my own business, and mm-hmm. they've called my company or emailed my company and said, "Do you know what your employee Brad Goss is doing? You know, and trying to get me fired." 
Um, I've had uh, a lot of negative feedback on TikTok from other users that, you know, are just outraged that I talk about alcoholism or abuse or whatever, whatever they're, it's always like, they always start the same way as someone who, and then they go into their, you know, has suffered from blah, blah, blah. You can't talk about this thing because I'm upset about it. Oh my God. Why? We're back to with people can't talk about anything. Yeah. So I have a lot of fun with the haters, actually. I respond to them. I make video replies to them. I had one woman, actually, and it's funny. It's so easy to mess with people, but I had one woman that said, uh, my five-year-old just watched this video, and uh, I can't believe you would put this on TikTok. And so I made a reply video to her video, and I said, you know. What the hell's your five-year-old doing on TikTok? Excuse me if I'm wrong here, but TikTok is 13 plus. If you have a five-year-old watching my videos, you know, you can't be blaming me for your shitty parenting right now. And she deleted her TikTok account. Good answer. That's that's spot on. If I, I get so tired, I'm going to say this, and I know it's going to piss off like half my audience, but y'all suck it up. Um, I get so sick and tired of people complaining about that. We have a warning before my show. It's 18 and over. I get complaints every week from someone saying my kid was listening to this. I come with a literal warning and they do it. I think yeah. your response is perfect and I am stealing it. I do not understand yeah, no, why parents are letting I, I, kids loose on the internet. Kid, yeah, I'm sorry your kid is unsupervised on the internet. That's really bad for you as a parent. <laughs> yeah. Completely. Like, I can tell you, my mom watched me growing up with the internet. I know because I tried well, to get I, into all sorts of stuff I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> she's, yeah, she's, she's sitting here. She's like, yeah. Anything I did, my mom's over my shoulder. I'm a kid. Like, AOL's going. You can hear the like that's going on. Phone line's dead. And my mom is over my shoulder. Like, it, Good job, I, I just, yeah, she did a great yeah, job. And you. it's, <laughs> I don't understand why, why parents are letting their, their kids lose. Um, I do well, have, I have, I have two questions. Oh, oh I, I have two quick questions. Have- Sorry, mom. Go, go ahead. Uh, one question is for you. One's for Brad. The one for you, you're in the entertainment industry. Your daughter followed you in. Were you happy about that? <laughs> Not terribly. <laughs> um, just because of the, um, excuse the word I'm going to use, but there's so many vultures out there that it's a worry for, you know, yeah, for the first young woman or young man to get into the industry. Anyone looked at me when I was getting in, my mom was standing behind me screaming jailbait. Um, I was never <laughs> unsupervised <laughs> until I was an adult, like, Really, she wasn't happy about it. Um, yeah. She encouraged no, what I, I wanted to do. Yep. But no. But you she was a performer always. where I, I'm behind the camera, so it's still a little different. Um, well, Brad, the question you for you. You were in front of the camera originally, Summer, and you I had was. to have someone go with you to auditions. You weren't to go by yourself. Yes. And, uh, you know, yeah. you just, yeah, she did. like everybody, she, she watched, she watched me like a hawk. She did. She, I, I was really lucky. The only trouble I ever got in was once I was over 18 and <laughs> didn't have my mom watching me. Um, Brad, one of the questions for you was, do you have kids and have they read your books? Yes and yes. Nice. 
How old do you keep? I have eleven year old uh, twin girls. Oh, nice. That's cute. I like that. Um, we have four minutes till the end of the show. Brad, tell uh, everyone can find you. Brad Goss everywhere, right? Yep. Brad Goss on YouTube. Brad Goss on Instagram. Brad Goss on TikTok. Brad Goss on Amazon. So make sure to go like him everywhere. Go pick up his books. They are absolutely fabulous. You can find my mom on Dance, Grandma Dance. She's on TikTok now too, um, doing dance tutorials. I got to say, Brad, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your books with us. Everyone loves when you come on. And I have so many comments and so many people writing in here on Twitter I'm going to refer everyone over to your pages. Guys, if you have questions for him, go talk to him. Thank you very much. I love being here. I'm going to go follow Patty on TikTok. Nice. I am going to say um, book ideas. Everyone's sending book ideas. Send them to Brad. I'm not going to sit here and read those. Send them to him. Uh, Guys, thank you very, very much for joining us. Please remember to wear a mask. Take care of yourselves. If you are on lockdown right now, like I am, I'm in California. If you're, uh, go spend your time reading Brad's books. It's a good time for a laugh. We can all use it right now. When things are stressful, it's always a good time for a laugh. And comedy is the best medicine. Not a personal opinion. It was coined long before I was here. Brad, is there anything you want to say to everyone before we're done? No, I'm, uh, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Brad, Brad, it was great. You did a fantastic job. Thank you for the yeah, you know, I love, young Thank young you, Patty. Yeah, you I know. love those books. Thank you so much. It is fantastic. Thank you so much. All right, guys. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my mom, Patty H., uh, California State Dance Champion and all around dance goddess. You can find her on Dance Grandma Dance. She just started her on TikTok. Brad Goss, he is amazing. Read his books. He is one of the funniest people. I, I, one, one of the funniest writers I've ever read. And frankly, I keep looking uh, looking up his stuff because I hate being on lockdown. I hate being bored. And laughter is the only thing that helps. I'm Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.